Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, I have a special guest on the episode with me where we're going to be talking about many topics around self-confidence, being your authentic self, and your energetic vibrations, and much, much more. So welcome to the show, Hallie. Hey, Hallie. Hey, Johnny. Thanks so much for having me. This is so fun. I can't wait to dive into all this good stuff. No, absolutely. And it's uh, great that we can connect today. And I know you've got so much value to give and you you help so many people. And so I'm glad you could come on today and spare some time to share some insights that you've picked up in your life as well. So appreciate you for being here. Well, I'm grateful for you having me on your show. I think that it's so important that we spend more time talking about how we can build our confidence, how we can build our self-esteem, how we can step into our most authentic selves. And I know that with the amount of awesomely valuable content that you put out through your podcast, Johnny, because I've been binging it before I was on (laughs) here today, and it's freaking awesome. And I know that every guest you bring on, every solo episode you do, you are adding so much value to this audience. So I'm just really grateful to be here, to be able to share whatever wisdom I can offer. And I just want to extend that if anybody has any questions that I can follow up on anything that we discussed today, please, please check in with me because I'd love to continue the conversation. Fantastic. So just a quick introduction to Hallie, and then we'll go into the conversation today. So Hallie is not a typical anything that includes woman, mother, friend, entrepreneur, or coach. Hallie is an affirmation queen, a lover of core values, and is obsessed with empowering women to create a life they love. So Hallie, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and and what you do and what got you into this area? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I should probably clarify in my bio, I said I love empowering women, but the reality is I love empowering all humans. So Mm. whatever gender identification somebody prefers, I'm here for it. My background, I started off as professionally in sales, in corporate America, working my way up that proverbial corporate ladder, thinking that someday after, you know, putting in my hard work and my grit and hustling that I would be sitting in that corner office making the big bucks and essentially bossing people around. Now, granted, I knew nothing about what that meant. I didn't know what it meant to be a CEO. My degrees in communication studies, I had very little understanding of business, finance, etc. But ever since I was born, I'd love to be the boss, the queen bee, be in charge. If you follow astrology, Johnny, I'm a Leo, so I'm definitely someone who loves to be the center of attention. So that was probably like the most appealing part when I graduated from college. I thought, I want to do something where I can take my career up, 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 and eventually be at the top. But what happened was, as I started diving into that, I realized the reality was it wasn't for me. And it wasn't really suiting my needs. I wasn't excited about corporate life. I didn't resonate with hustling. I didn't have that alignment with feeling like I wanted to just go after, you know, big accounts. And, you know, when you're in sales, especially when you're in B2B sales, which is what I did, there's a lot of not only internal competition, but there's external competition. And it was really a matter of 
you know, being scrappy and, and just, I, I don't know. I, it just, it just didn't resonate with me. It was, I'm a very determined person. I always go after what I want, but something in that didn't align. And because it didn't align, it became really, really hard. And when it was hard, it wasn't rewarding. I did well, I ranked in the top 10% of my company, but I just was not satisfied. Like it just didn't sit well with me. So fast forward several years and my husband and I got married, we decided to have children. And when my first son was born, just before he was born, I was taken on a medical leave and I thought, you know, I'm not sure that I wanna go back into this corporate environment where I don't feel very good about it. I don't wanna leave my baby with a stranger in childcare while I'm having to do this job that I really don't like doing. And ultimately what we decided was I was going to mostly stay home with my children, one child at a time, but I now have three, and help my husband with his business. So my husband at that time, when our first son was born, he had a new startup business. He said, why don't you come work for me part-time? You can help me when you, when you want to, when I need you, my mom will watch the kids. And I said, oh, that sounds like a great solution. So I can really focus on, you know, my maternal instincts. I can be a stay-at-home mom. You know, if I'm not cut out for this corporate world, maybe my true calling is being a stay-at-home mom. So I did that for a little bit. And then I found, ah, not in alignment with that either. So I'm like, well, now what? Now I'm stuck. Now I've, you know, disconnected from this corporate, this corporate identity. I've identified myself as a mostly stay-at-home mom, helping my husband on his business, and now he's dependent on me, but I'm not really loving it, and I'm also not feeling really connected to that either. What do I do? So I had three kids, and I really liked the flexibility of being able to make my own schedule, do my own thing, but what I didn't like was that I never felt like I had a purpose. I felt very lost as me, and what that resulted in is me manically trying to either run away from everything that was the reality of my life through manic volunteering, uh, planning things for other people. Then eventually I got into socializing and prioritizing my social life over my family life. And I got myself, I dug myself into a pretty dark hole where I just had no idea which way was up. I didn't know what was important to me. All I could do was try to escape this reality I had created. And I felt very, very dissatisfied, angry, resentful. It was like everything I could do was to point fingers at everybody else who had created this life for me that wasn't satisfying me. And it was very disheartening. So the the way that it, you know, the way that I got out of that, it was definitely divine intervention. And after a really awful couple of years with my health, with my marriage, with how I was showing up in my life, I felt like I needed to make a change. If I didn't make a change, my life was just going to continue to go down a really terrible path. And I finally was able to get myself out of this hole by doing things like listening to podcasts and reading books and journaling, meditating. I started to follow a spiritual path and I realized that there's so much more to life than all of these kind of shoulda, woulda, coulda's that I thought was the priority in life. I thought that the priority in life was checking off the boxes. What I didn't realize is that I had to go inward to discover what do I really want, who am I, and what is my purpose. And when I finally got that divine spark, I realized that there are so many other people out there who are just as lost, just as confused, feeling just as hopeless as I was, and that I had an opportunity to shed some light on how they could become a better version of themselves, how they could show up more authentically in their own life. 
And so that's how I went from this, you know, transformation of living a life that felt very much like by the books to a life where I'm creating what I call an F yes life, feeling really awesome every single day and knowing that even on my worst days, I'm so grateful for everything that I have because in this moment, it's exactly what it's meant to be. Absolutely. It sounds like you, you know, you, you shifted a few different directions, but you, you went with kind of like this, this feeling to be begin with, like this corporate America way wasn't, wasn't for you. And then actually you found that kind of the, the stay at home mother role alone wasn't, wasn't kind of fulfilling you and you're wanting something more and more, but you kept taking action, even though there was a point of, getting a bit lost and I guess quite a lot of us uh, get into this position where we're we're fearful about taking a jump into the unknown or, or trying something new that's kind of coming out of our comfort zone a little bit so did you did you ever experience that or have you kind of worked with someone who's scared of jumping into the unknown a little bit coming out of their comfort zone and kind of what advice would you give to someone wanting to do that? All the time. I mean, it's, you know, in fact, I wrote something in my journal just last night, or I wrote it from this morning from an experience I had last night, if I can share it with you, Johnny. Yeah, of course. So about comfort zone. And my thought is this, first of all, and you and I know this, and your audience probably knows this too. We don't like to be out of our comfort zone, right? Because the, the discomfort, the unfamiliar, makes our brain go a little bit scrambled. We feel a little bit crazy. We don't always know how to deal with it, but we also know if you develop, if you're, you know, following personal development, if you're on a growth mindset, you know that the growth happens in the discomfort. The growth happens when you push out of your comfort zone. But what I'm realizing is that there's not just this black and white line between comfort zone and not in your comfort zone. You have to integrate, and sometimes you have to sit in it. In fact, I tell my clients this all the time: you have to sit with your discomfort. You have to allow yourself to be uncomfortable. And what happened last night was I went to a, it was an amazing class for the full moon and it was a yoga flow and a sound bath. And it was a sound healing with singing bowls and chanting and chimes. And when it got to the point where they were doing the sound healing, it was dark and it was cold and it was in an outdoor space. And I had forgotten to bring my blanket and my pillow and the different comforts that they told me to bring. So I laid on my yoga mat and I had brought a scarf and a hat. So I made the best with what I could do. I unrolled the scarf. I kind of used it as like a pseudo blanket. I balled up my hat and I put it under my head. So it was kind of like a pillow. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to experience this for what it is. And I was absolutely uncomfortable. I was physically uncomfortable and I couldn't quite settle in, but I was listening and I just focused on my breath. And I said to myself, I'm here for a reason and I'm going to experience this opportunity and I'm not going to let my discomfort ruin the experience. And after maybe 20 minutes or so, I rolled from my back to my side and I found a way to position myself that was somewhat similar to how I sleep in my bed, even on this very hard concrete floor, even on, you know, when my, I was cold and I was feeling chilled in my body. And I came out of that feeling like there was a reason that the universe wanted me to be uncomfortable because the universe wanted to remind me that I needed to sit in that discomfort so that I could grow from this experience. And that's what I say about 
when you feel uncomfortable. And yes, in my story, I was sharing how I took action along the way, and I didn't get into all of the details about why it was so uncomfortable. But I'll tell you the difference, Johnny, is that when I was living a life that was out of alignment, both in my corporate experience and also working for my husband slash being home with my kids, I could not deal with the discomfort. I could not deal with it. I ran away from it every single chance I got. I ignored it. I escaped it. I pushed it down, pushed it down, pushed it down, pushed it down. And eventually I nearly lost everything I had built because I had pushed it down so far that it was causing me massive discomfort and dis-ease within my body. And now that I've gone through this radical transformation and gotten in touch with who I am, I understand that I can sit through the discomfort for whatever amount of time it is because it's all temporary. And that's what I teach my clients. When you're in a situation where you feel uncomfortable, it's temporary. And the more that you can allow it instead of resisting it, the more that you can settle into it, you can integrate it, and you can make that uncomfortable feeling become more comfortable and eventually become familiar until you're ready to do it again. Yeah, and I, I guess what you're saying is being kind of like honest with yourself, like I'm, you know, I'm experiencing this discomfort right now, but I'm going to sit with it rather yeah. than kind of, it's not happening and then running away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, awareness is huge. Mm. Awareness is absolutely huge. It's like if we're not aware of how we're feeling, of how we're showing up in a situation, of what our intentions are, how we can feel aligned, what our energetic vibration is, then we can't understand what the intention is of this particular moment. Yeah. Great, great advice. Um, so the next kind of question, similar, but kind of slightly differs. Um, you obviously had, you, you've done a lot of work on yourself and kind of gone through, the, gone through this journey and kind of discovered a lot. Um, and intuition is kind of like a, a key part of our journey. So a lot of times it's, it's, we can ignore our intuition just because of the head gets in the way, other people get in the way who are actually putting ideas in our head. Um, but how, could, how would you encourage someone to be of their intuition a little bit more? Would it be, as you were just saying about discomfort, the sit themselves more? Would it be through other processes? What's kind of your thoughts on that one? Well, intuition, I love that you brought this up because I know that so often we get caught up in the external. We get so caught up in worrying, you know, what are other people thinking about me? How do other people advise that I, you know, move forward with my business or in my relationship or with my health? And we end up relying on whether it's close family members, close friends, whether it's influencers, whether it's, you know, celebrities. And we look to them to give us guidance for ourselves. And what we forget is that that inner wisdom, that North Star within us is so absolutely powerful that we need to honor it. And that inner wisdom will guide us exactly where we need to go. So the first step to really tapping into your intuition is honoring that it's there. You have to recognize it. If you don't recognize it, it's not going to show up. You have to hold space for your intuition. So you have to just even saying the words, I trust my intuition to guide me. That's a really like powerful affirmation. I trust my intuition to guide me. And just saying those words, if that feels super uncomfortable for anybody who might be listening, 
then I invite you to get curious about it. What about that feels uncomfortable? And sit in that discomfort, back to what I was just talking about. But by saying the words, I trust my inner guidance to guide me, you allow yourself to open up. And this is something that I teach my clients is when your intuition speaks to you, whether it's a nudge that you just get that, you know that tingly feeling you get in your body, or maybe you hear a song that you're like, ooh, that that just popped up and I was just thinking about that thing. Or maybe you see a series of repeating numbers frequently. When those things start to happen and you get that guidance, that's when you just have to notice it. So I just recommend that you pause, you notice it, you say, oh, I see it. And you encourage your intuition to kind of come out and play. Think of it as like a child playing hide and seek. And maybe, you know, you're trying to coax them out of their little hiding space. You're like, come on, this is safe. It's okay to play. And if you can coax your intuition out by encouraging it, by loving on it, by giving it permission, by saying, I see you and I love you and I hold you and I can't wait to hear what you have to say to me, then your intuition will start to show up more and more frequently and it really will become this massively beautiful impact on your life. Yeah, love it, love it. Looking at all the all the signs and different ways it's come. It's funny you should say that because I was the other day. You know, we're we're all human. We all can get in those those states when we're a little bit stressed some days and others, of course. Like, of course. But I, I was in that place the other day where I was a bit like, oh, thinking my to dos rather than what I wanted, and I was a bit like, oh, okay, Johnny, go back to what you know, <laughs> go back to your basics. You you're breathing. Go walk out in nature and stuff, and then. I thought I'm going to listen to Gabby Bernstein's uh, weekly coaching this week. And she came up with, and I'm tapping more into that because I used to be so masculine, do, 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 do um, energy that way. Now I'm trying to like receive more and feel more, but I turned on the lesson and it was, it's about asking for what you want. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly I'm on Facebook and then a Tony Robbins UPW advert pops up and goes, most people ask for say what they don't want rather than what they want and i'm just like okay that's not a, that's not a coincidence you know these, right. these, these subtle little signs so yeah did make me laugh when you mentioned that just thinking well, of that example and so that's what's the question coming up i started asking yeah exactly. so what's coming up for you like when you when you listen to gabby talk about abundance and i get those weekly coaching messages too and you mm. see this thing pop up from tony robbins like what came up for you that you're like oh I do want, what, what is it that you felt like you wanted? Yeah, of course. So for me, it was, it was focusing. I, I, it was a realization that I was focusing perhaps on the to do's and what wasn't going so well on those days or kind of the workload rather than actually, okay, I need a bit more time on the, on some fun today and actually focusing on what I want to achieve this week rather than and what I want to get out of this week ultimately as a feeling. So that's what came back to me as a result. So yeah, it's a, it's fascinating when you kind of tap into that a little bit. Um, right. And it's, and it's really easy to kind of gravitate toward the negative, right? Mm. Gravitate, like you said, gravitate toward what I don't want as opposed to what I do want, or this is what I'm not clear on as opposed to this is what I am clear on because we're not really given permission. We're not really told that, we can, we can show up in that space safely without feeling like we're too much or we're, you know, egocentric. And that's not what it's about. It's about asserting one of my favorite affirmations that I look at every single day is I am asserting the mastery of my real self. And when you assert the mastery of your real self, 
then you show up in as much space as you need to show up in. And you give yourself permission to listen to what your desires are and to verbalize them, at least to yourself. We don't always want to verbalize them externally because sometimes, you know, that kind of like feeds into this comparison. So sometimes we want to hold kind of private acknowledgement of our of our deepest desires until we're ready to kind of birth them out into the world. Absolutely. Um, one, one kind of thing that, that popped up for me then when you were talking about obviously our desires and getting more, getting more realization on what they are is that we, we live in, we both, I know we live in different countries, but we both live in very busy cultures when, you know, we're always a hundred miles. Well, it feels like we're always going a hundred right? miles per hour and stuff like that. So a lot of thing, a lot of the time I hear this, that I'm too busy to do this, or I'm too busy to, you know, sit, sit down and do this or that. So what advice would you give to someone who who perhaps says, I'm too busy to, you know, do some of this personal development work? Well, anytime you start a sentence with, I am too, followed by anything, busy, obligated, whatever the word is, you're instantly making an excuse. So the thing is, we all have the same amount of time. And I know many of your guests talk about time management in all its different iterations and how it shows up. We all have the exact same amount of time every single day, right? What varies is how we choose to use that time. How are we going to use it? You know, what are we going to spend that time on? Where are our priorities? Now, if you talk to anybody that's a fan of meditation and self-development and, you know, really going inward and taking that time to nourish your soul, they will tell you that the more time they spend in those practices, the more time it actually creates for them to do the other things they have to do because they're more centered and more focused and they're not distracted. They're in the present moment because it's all about staying in the present moment. So do you follow Eckhart Tolle at all? Uh, that is, oh my God, this is crazy. Right? <laughs> I love this. I love it. This is, this what, is one of those. What do you have? I, I was just talking with a client and I pulled this book out earlier. Oh, and I have, okay, hold on. And if you're, listening, if you're listening to this right now, I'm holding up the Power of Now book. And, and I'm holding up A New Earth, both by yeah. Eckhart Tolle. So it's like one and then two. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those uh, not coincidence moments. So, yeah. <laughs> right. But, but that's the thing, right? And Eckhart Tolle talks about this so powerfully. He talks about, you know, when you're in the present moment, that's all that matters. And really, that's all we have, right? All we have is the right now. We don't have the past and we don't have the future. We have the right now. If we stay in the past, it makes us depressed. If we focus too much on the future, it activates our anxiety. So we have to be right here, right now. So if you want to have more time in your life, if you want to create a personal development system, strategy, you know, if you want to practice meditation, practice meditation, find a way to make it consistent and say, this is a priority for me and I'm going to do it. Now, I am probably a little bit of like the odd woman out here and I get up very early. I get up at a quarter to five every morning because I want to have, I know it's really early, especially right now after the time change, it is damn dark outside. I'll tell you that. But I get up every morning early because I want to have two hours. Now this is a little intense, so it's not for everyone so that I can spend that time for me before my kids need me. You know, I still have three kids at home and when I need to like switch into mom gear, then I don't get to prioritize myself in that moment. I have to prioritize being a mom. 
But by getting up early and making that choice, it gives me time to do the things that I love to do that nourish my soul and start my day in a way that nourishes me. So I, you know, I journal and I meditate and I read and I often take a walk and sometimes I dance and have fun, right? Play, listen to music. These things like fuel my soul before I have to step into being needed by anybody else. But I have a lot of clients and a lot of people that say, okay, Hallie, you're crazy. I'm not getting up at quarter to five in the morning. That's insane. No, thank you. A really simple practice that literally everybody can do whatever time you get up is before you even open your eyes in the morning. So when your subconscious and your conscious mind is the closest connected, you say, I am so grateful for this new day. And I am about to enter my most abundant timeline. And then you get up and this is a practice that I picked up from Mel Robbins. I don't know if you follow her, Yeah. but Love Mel that. Robbins is awesome. She wrote a new book called The High Five Habit. And she talks about, bef <laughs> yep, before you do anything in the day, you look yourself in the mirror. You know, we all stumble into the bathroom first thing in the morning, do our business. But before you even do your business, you know, you rub the sleep out of your eyes and you give yourself a high five in the mirror. And that signal signals to your brain and to your body, joy, celebration, congratulations, you're doing a great job. It raises the bar, raises your energy, it raises your, your vibrations internally. You're validating yourself. You're not doing that external validation that we so often get caught up on. So even for someone that only has maybe an extra two minutes in the morning, all you do before you open your eyes, say, I am so grateful for this new day ahead. I am about to begin my most abundant timeline. Walk into the bathroom, look yourself in the mirror, give yourself a high five, say, great job, you got this, and then go on with your day. And if you wanna add in that other stuff, add in the other stuff. Yeah, no, I love it. Those are some very simple ones you've um, explained now. I've just got some uh, Marla beads recently as well, which- Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, one of my mo most recent guests, actually, whose uh, episode's not out yet, but we were talking about that, um, and Tai Chi Gung as well, which is an old oh. spiritual practice. So Yeah, that's cool. I love mala beads because I do a lot of work with affirmations, with meditation, with tarot and oracle cards. So, you know, again, all of these are tools that will help you find your center, help you tap into your intuition. So in and of themselves, you know, there, there's no right or wrong. It's just whatever kind of resonates with anyone individually. And whether or not you have an hour or two to spend going deep into your spiritual and personal development practices, or if you just have a couple of minutes, by starting to prioritize yourself, you're going to make that massive shift. And I have a feeling, and anybody listening that wants to give me, you know, give this a try and then report back, you know, if you start to prioritize yourself for even those couple of moments, first thing in the morning, you're going to get hooked and you're going to want to do more of it. So it's going to lead into, huh, now I'm curious. Maybe I do want to do a little meditation. Could I do 10 minutes of meditation? Could I sit there and go with the mala beads and say some affirmations for a few minutes? Could I start a journaling practice, right? We start to get curious because it starts to nourish us in a new way that feels really, really good in our bodies. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, and again, I like what you said as well about, um, you know, we've we've suggested one or two things here and all my previous guests have obviously suggested their own things and, you know, different things are going to work for different people, but prioritizing yourself is a a real, really effective thing, whether it's the two, two minutes or it's the two hours. I can relate yeah. to the two hours as well, Hallie, because um, uh, one of... Uh, 
one of my past guests, actually Peter Sage, who's um quite big in the the personal growth world. But he um he's he talks about his two hour routine as well, and I've started getting on board with a two hour routine. So Yay! It's a uh, yeah, it's definitely a beneficial thing, but it feels good, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's about that that meditation, which gives you that time back for me. Um, yes, but again, I agree. Getting the things that make you feel good, and I know there are entrepreneurs out there, right, who are. I saw someone say the other day that he wakes up and gets to work straight away. But, you know, what <laughs> what what works, you know, that, that I mean, look, if that question. lights you up, yeah, awesome. You, up. you know, if it lights you up. But here's the biggest message that I would, you know, if anybody listening to this, if they have one takeaway, the message would be this. I want you to feel empowered mm-hmm. that you are in the driver's seat of your life. So what, whatever that looks like to you to bring you joy so that you could embody the energy of being your truest self. Again, I am asserting the mastery of my true self. Who are you? What do you want? What is your purpose? When you can understand those three questions at a deep level and you show up answering those questions authentically for yourself every single day, however you do it, that's how you know you've connected with your higher self. And I believe that is how you really show up living your best life, being the most successful version of you. Absolutely. Those are good quality questions. So kind of leading, very similar to that, but leading off that a little bit is lots of us, particularly in this this day and age, well, most of us have like goal setting. We're setting goals for us to achieve. Uh, and you know, just in my personal view, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we, I I do that constantly. It's a vision. It's a way to grow and, you know, know what I want and looking at what I want rather than what I don't want. But for a lot of us, and I've definitely been there and struggled with this, it's a, I'll be happy when I'll be successful when I hit that. So I just wondered from your experience, um, working with people, maybe you can relate to it to yourself personally when we when we get caught up in the the when and leading back to kind of being in the present moment how would you guide someone to enjoy you know the present moment a bit more well i was just talking about that this morning with my husband and i realized that okay so i told you i started my career in sales and in sales it's all about goals right it's like quotas mm. and trips and everything is a goal 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 and you know you're only as good as your last sale so it's like if you close a ten thousand dollar sale today Well, tomorrow starts and you're back to zero, right? So you're constantly like, I was constantly in this mindset for so many years of chasing numbers and the ups, the downs, the dopamine hits, the drops, you know, it's like, it's like drugs. It's crazy. And the thing is, we start to get addicted to the drama within ourselves. We get addicted to our own drama. So how do you stay in the now is you have to find the joys in this moment. And one of the best ways to do that is to practice gratitude, to practice gratitude for this moment. And even, um, you know, anybody that you read that talks about abundance, that talks about, you know, manifestation, that talks about, you know, I've got big goals too. I have big numbers. I have visions and dreams for a multi-million dollar empire that I am currently creating. And I believe in my heart of hearts that that is already in existence in a future timeline. And all the things that I'm doing now to get me to that place, they're happening in the path that they're meant to. 
But if I'm always to be focusing on that future, and if I'm always to be setting myself against this expected outcome, I'm never going to feel satisfied. And I'm constantly going to feel the stress of, am I making my goal? Am I making my goal? Am I making my goal? So instead, if you can be in this moment and be grateful for what you have, like for example, right now, Johnny, I am, and I'm, I'm saying this with the utmost sincerity, like I am so grateful that I am on this podcast with you right now. Like I've been looking forward to this since we booked it and all day, I actually really love, I don't know if you know this, but your system has sent me probably like six reminders via text and email. And every time I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that this is coming up. So I'm sitting here right now and I'm like so grateful that we're having this conversation that whoever has the opportunity to hear it, it's going to reach the right people. And I'm not thinking about my big goals, my big dreams. I have them, they're there. I feel them in my body. But I'm here with you in this moment, and I'm so grateful that we can have this conversation. So it's not just detaching from the outcome of your goal for your happiness, but also finding the gratitude in each moment for wherever you are at in that moment. Yeah, gratitude being a a key thing to practice, which is, um, you know, something I've had to myself personally and something definitely I've had to work with with clients actually introducing it sometime just small parts throughout the day to schedule it in as well totally and, um, I, I love using the alarms on the phone I don't know if you do that but I schedule alarms on my phone with affirmations and gratitude and it's just like that quick little reminder it's like oh oh yeah that's cool and it just brings me to that present moment I like to uh, touch the heart and say the gratitude so it's the the mind uh, feel connection as well. I love doing that. Oh, I love so, that. Yes. Yeah, schedule it in. I combine it with getting in a peak state and uh, making sure my energy levels are up. Um, Absolutely. To get excited, jump around like a little kid. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. And I think that's good. There's, you know, play is underrated as adults. Mm. Like we get into this, into this mentality that like, we're supposed to be serious. Forget that. Let's have fun. Be more playful. The more playful you are, the more present you are, the better you feel mind, body, spirit, and you physically raise your vibrations and you, everything is better all around. So keep doing it. Keep jumping around. I love it. Yeah. It's an awesome one. And gratitude, the other thing that stuck out is there's a great book, The Inside Trap by um, Peter Sage, where he talks about, he, he goes into prison um, and he he's not a criminal or anything. He just gets on the wrong end of a business deal where it's him who's a multi-millionaire against a multi-billionaire and they, they've got a bit more firepower and he just gets wrongly sentenced to a bad prison and he goes into the prison excited. Um, he goes in the prison excited about how he can help people on the inside with all his personal growth world work. Whoa. Um, and he's basically writing all his magic moments in prison. Like, oh, I got to help so-and-so today. Today I could see the stars out the window and it's... Um, it's a really good example. And he was talking to prisoners. Uh, for example, there's one prisoner who had got like six months for, you know, genuine assault or whatever that like hurt someone. But then he, the guy said, how can I be grateful for this? And then he said, well, the guy, you, you could have got a lot worse as the guy could have got more hurt. So be grateful you've got a shorter time. And actually, this is time out to think about how you can improve your life. And wow. that's a real powerful book about, really utilizing gratitude and it kind of makes you think wow someone like that could go into a prison environment and really practice it what he teaches it's a, it's a good lesson in that book anyway so that's amazing i'll mm. have to check that out I, i'm not familiar with it but that sounds like right up my alley i love yeah, that absolutely so 
Um, it's been a it's been an amazing conversation, um, Ali. But just a couple more questions, and one of the final ones I wanted to kind of touch on was self confidence because. I personally discovered this when I was in my journey, like right at the start. And I was very much just getting into the personal growth and I had this real low point and started looking actually how I could build my self-confidence within myself. And I realized how much of it was allocated externally, getting validation from other people. How perhaps do you encourage people to bring it back to themselves a bit more internally? I think you mentioned something earlier, you've mentioned quite a lot of great bits but you mentioned obviously about the Mel Robbins high five in the mirror, but are there any kind of like starters you would encourage someone to do to really get that self-confidence within themselves internally? Well, the very first thing, and, and I feel like I'm kind of preaching to the choir here because truly anybody that's already listening to this podcast is seeking and wanting to be more confident and improve their self-esteem, right? They wouldn't be here if they weren't, but the very, very first step is awareness. It is awareness of who you are and the awareness that you want to make a change because you cannot make a change if you're not ready to make a change. And as they say, nothing changes if nothing changes. So once you're aware of wanting to make the change, then you are able to take aligned action to do so. Uh, the next thing that I would recommend, and actually I have this in my guide that I'd like to offer to your audience, which is called my ultimate manifestation guide. The first step is identifying your core values. And I outlined this exercise in, in that guide so they can grab it. But the idea is that you identify your three to five core values. So not like every value that you have, but like your top, top, top core values. And the reason that you do this is because when you identify your core values, you know who you are and why you're showing up every single day. You know how to make decisions because if they're in alignment with your core values, they're gonna feel really good. And if they don't, it doesn't feel good. And when you know what your core values are, you're much more able to step up in a confident way because you understand this is who I am and this is what I'm about and this is what is at my core. This is what is my, is my guidepost for my body, for my feelings, for my energy. So by identifying your three to five core values and then keeping them front of mind every single day. So I write mine in my journal every single day. Not everybody has a journaling practice and that's fine. So you could also just like write them on a post-it and stick them on your bathroom mirror. You could put them all over your house, like maybe on your bathroom mirror, maybe put them on your fridge, maybe put them by your coffee maker, right? Maybe put them on your phone as a, as a what is it called? Like a wallpaper on the back of your phone. Know what your core values are. That's where it starts. So awareness, the desire to be ready to make a change and then identify your core values. And once you do those things, then you can start unpacking and discovering even more along this journey. Love the, uh, love that you brought up core values. Um, it's really what uh, people bring up, but I think that's so, so important. Uh, mine are in the back of my planner, but, um, yeah. Can I ask was... what yours are and I'll tell you mine too. Yeah, no, of course I've got, um, so mine are authenticity, joy, love, courage, and health. You want to know what mine are? Yeah, go for it. Authenticity, freedom, fun, and love. So we we match on like two or three of them. Oh, there's some great ones though. Right? I know. It's But but the, the fact that you have them in your planner and you know what they are, you could tell me very easily. Doesn't it make it so much easier to know when you wake up in the morning what you're about and why you're living your life that you're living? Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
I, I think that you like we can quite easily get driven from a place of significance sometimes, especially in today's world. It's like who's got the most likes, who's got the biggest platform, blah blah blah. So actually blah, blah, coming blah. back to <laughs> actually, you know, and you can I can still get caught up. I've been caught up now and then in that, and you're a bit like, oh, I'm gonna got enough likes on this or that. Um, and it's something I used to be really bad with. But actually, when you come back and think, all right, I'm about authenticity and about saying truth and sharing things and giving value, that makes it a lot better. And you're like, okay, I'm living by that. So, yeah, totally. And I'm glad exactly. we uh, connected on the um, on, on quite a few of those. Values, yeah, which I, I know. Me too. Case, me too. Which is awesome. So, Hallie, um, obviously, you've given us such such value today, and. Uh, I, I always take notes, but my page is full of notes from today. Thank you. We're always learning from one another. Uh, there's 100%. never an end to your growth journey, of course. So are there any kind of final points or final point that you might share, want to share with us that perhaps we've not covered for our conversation? I just want to remind this audience that you are worthy because you are. That's it. You are worthy because you are. And if if that helps motivate you to do the things, whatever the things are, to be, just to be. You don't have to be hustling and grinding and you know working so hard. Allow yourself to be and know that you're worthy because you are. And when you, when you understand that, when you embrace it and when you embody it and you express gratitude for yourself, you are going to feel elevated in all parts of your life. And that to me is, is what it's about. Awesome. Love it. Some great final words there from you, Hallie. So Hallie, where can people find you? I, I know you mentioned obviously about that, that guide you've got as yes. well. Yeah. So I'll send you the link. So if you could share that in the show notes, that'd be great. But I would love to connect with this audience on TikTok or on Instagram at Sassy Healthy Fit. And definitely mention that you heard me on Johnny's show so we can talk about it. Brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll definitely be sure, of course, to put the links to your profiles in the in the notes, as well as your your guide you're very kindly providing today. So thanks again, Hallie, for being on and for such a being such an amazing guest. Thank you so much for having me and just for the work that you do, Johnny. It's really incredible. And I know that you are making a massive impact on this world. So I, I see you and I honor you and I am just very, very grateful that I was able to be here today with you. Uh, you're welcome and thank you. Thanks for the kind words. So that concludes our episode for today. But remember, work on your self-confidence every single day. <laughs>